Huh. Can you hear me? I can hear you, and I can hear Howard Stern. All right, now I just hear Jim. Yeah, all right, that's off. Test, test, test. You can hear me, right? Hey, everybody. My name is Eugene Driscoll, and I'm the co-host of Naval Geese in the Valley Indies podcast. But this is also a podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's dual. It's a crossover. This is also right. a podcast of the Mobile Horror Companion. I know that could be confusing to people. So what we'll do is I'm going to explain it at first. There's this podcast called the Mobile Horror Companion, of which uh, I am a member, and we talk about horror movies twice a month. Then there's this other podcast called uh, Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast, which I do once a week, and that is a local news podcast in the lower Naugatuck Valley of the great state of Connecticut. Almost everybody involved in those two podcasts are now uh, on the line with me. We have with me Mr. Joe Greenberg, a screenwriter. Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going? And then we have, I think we just woke him up. I don't know if he has heat or not. He had some some heating problems, some furnace issues. Is Mr. Brian Spears, a special effects makeup artist. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So now we're going to go into the podcast, and I'm going to play the themes of both our podcasts, starting with the Valley Indie. This podcast is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. What will you be remembered for? Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action inspires others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. For the info we gave you the clue. We're always sky high Changing market now threatens our lives Post-literation, critical reading Dumbed-down nation, signs of it Okay, so that just happened. So <laughs> this very special episode of Naval Gazing slash Mobile Horror Companion, or for legal reasons, Mobile Horror Companion slash Naval Gazing, we're talking about the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. And I got to throw it right to Brian. Brian, what'd you think of that? It was captivating. I loved it, man. I loved it. Holy cow. Of course I didn't watch it. <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch any of it, Brian? I mean, I watched. I think up to season four, maybe. No, no, I meant tonight's show, Brian. Did you? You didn't of watch? Of course not. Of course not. I, I, I couldn't it... reach the remote, and then I fell asleep because you know some of us have to make TV at four in the morning. Well, I think it's worth mentioning too that you know when you, when the show first came out, we started off all of us loving it, and then it kind of has broken all of our hearts and and 
certain ways. And Brian, you used to watch it with your your niece, and it was almost like it, it seemed like almost like required family viewing for a while there. So it's not like you never liked the show. You were you were a fan, and then I haven't liked it since season two. Okay. It it just kind of breaks my heart. It would have been so fascinating though to to someone who hasn't liked the show in that long and hasn't watched it in that long, and who's well, a, you know part of thing. this part of a mobile you know a horror movie podcast. It would have been fascinating to hear Brian's reaction. The minute to Joe show. said he was good, the minute Joe said he was going to you know be on this thing, I was like, I don't have to watch this thing tonight <laughs> because I wasn't going. Like, here's the thing, guys. I, it's not fair to me. I'm jumping in halfway through a season, having not watched two seasons. I saw whatever poster I saw. That last would have been week. the that would have that, that yeah. would have made this podcast above and beyond. That's what, my reaction purpose. to what it yeah, is my, completely unrecognizable. My yeah. goal was I to have saw, someone who watched the, the the Walking Dead in the in the in the good old days react to tonight's episode. That would have been something different. But you have ruined that for me. Oh, all right, I ruined it. All right, well then I'll let you guys go. I'll see you later. <laughs> the hurt is too deep. Is your is your furnace working now or not? Yes. All right, good. So you did some manual labor today. Yesterday. All right. So uh I think before we can talk about by we I mean Joe and I, I guess, tonight's mid season finale of The Walking Dead, we gotta go back two episodes to what was arguably the most, I don't I want to say hyped, but probably the most important, I guess, episode in the history of the show, which debuted in 2010, and that was the, spoiler alert, I should say that right off the bat, don't listen to this if you haven't watched, I mean, other than Brian, if you haven't watched this show, don't listen to anything we're going to say from this point on. But two episodes ago, we lost, I'll say, Rick Grimes. Yes. And I just thought, I'm going to just throw it to Joe for his reaction, but I thought that was probably the worst, I mean, level, I mean, weighed against my expectations, the worst hour of television I've ever watched in a show I liked. Yes. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was the worst. It, it definitely wasn't the worst ever episode of Walking Dead. Um, I would. I would. I would say that. Okay. Okay. Well, just, you know, Leading up to that, I think the episodes of this season are, you know, there's a new showrunner this year, and, and it does feel, I, it's it's nowhere near what it once was, and, and there's way too many characters now, and the scope of it is kind of taking on this whole new thing, but, you know, when Brian was a fan of the show and watching the show, and we all loved it at the same time, it was this small group of people that were just in terror every week, and they didn't know what they were going to do, you know, it was, it was great. So take all of that and lead it up to the, the loss of Rick. And I, and they did hype it up like for weeks, you know, saying, "Oh, only two more weeks until Rick is his final episode." And and I thought that they were just going to kill him, and they went that way. And it almost felt, it almost felt like a cheat that like yet like how another yet another cheat from this show. The the bridge blows up. Hundreds of these things are incinerated, but somehow Rick is flung downriver. <laughs> not even burned, um, and no one thinks to look for, you know, it just didn't, I don't know, it was hard, it, it defied logic of of how it even was set up. And also before um, that, when he goes on his journey on his horse and he's injured and all that, I mean, just 
when Sasha shows up out of the blue, you're like, oh, yeah. Sasha? I mean, some of this is old news, but I, in tonight's episode, there was suddenly a commercial for the latest Star Trek. I don't know. I guess you have to like buy Nike shoes and, and then like activate your shoes like uh, like Get Smart or something like that. And you can watch somewhere CBS oh, has the latest yeah. iteration, whatever it is, the latest episode of, of Star Trek is out there starring Sasha. So I was but like, oh, that's, that's why they service. brought her. Right, it's their whatever. You yeah, have to hop on yeah. two legs and, and look under your daughter's ballerina shoes to watch it. But I, oh oh, it's an advertising. It's it's like a a marketing thing. Uh, that's why Sasha. I, I mean, I'm being very cynical, but it, yeah. I was I, that made me think. Oh, that's why she was in that random flashback. It's like who are the most character, who are the most important characters in the history of The Walking Dead uh, to Rick Grimes? I mean, obviously uh, uh, Brian's buddy. What's his name? Shane, right? Uh, yeah, John Bernthal. I, I guess maybe uh, you know uh, Herschel and Sasha. Like right right above his wife would be Sasha. I don't, well, I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like he and Sasha, she didn't seem like, like she was like a newcomer, you know, right. like all those other people. Get. She was what? The cheapest one to get. I guess she, her call, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but they all showed up. I mean, Bernthal's probably the only one who's kind of gone with the Punisher who's gone on to, you know, in the immediate future after the show and, and, and done something big. But there, there were elements of that episode that I liked. I loved that scene with him and Shane in the car. And they talked about, you know, Judith, and he says, in a, in, you know, kind of a male, you know, I'm just going to, I don't know, we have to keep our language clean for this. but just yeah, kind don't of curse. A, a, for the love yeah, of God, yeah. don't curse. I, well, and, you know, just kind of like a guy. We're sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Hey, this is Eugene, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a word from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. What will you be remembered for? Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. Making a gift that costs nothing during your lifetime is easy and revocable if things change. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action inspires others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Yeah, you know, but Shane is, you know, kind of teasing him like, oh, how is my little girl? You know, and that's the thing, like, was Judith Shane's daughter or not? And they and Rick finally acknowledged that, that there was, you know, even the possibility of that. And I just love their exchange. So there were parts of it that I liked. And Eugene, I know you don't like dream sequences or things like that, and this was very much waking dreams. Um, but a couple of those things I did, I don't know, if they were building up to him dying... Um, but it didn't. It felt like it, it you know, when the, he gets airlifted out to this thing where you don't understand any of what's happening. Um, and remind me, when we get done talking about this, I have a crazy conspiracy theory about one of these, you know, where Rick is going to land first in his one of three made-for-AMC spinoff movies of The Walking Dead. Right, you gotta love uh, AMC. They just don't care. They're making this do- I why don't, You don't think I it'll think ever happen? one. Listen, I mean, listen, I don't know, but I just think The Walking Dead has three more years, if that. And three more years just because AMC, you know, you know, they need to do another, they, they're, they're going to be grasping for so long. Because I think this is the biggest thing they did. They should have ended the series when Rick left. Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems that they, 
it seems that the show is hemorrhaging viewers. Like that's always the news, and it's oh, you always read about the decline. So it's got a, it's got and and Fear the Walking Dead. The numbers have never been anywhere well, I mean, near. I what? think Fear was an, is another issue. You know, the, the minute they started that show was the end of The Walking Dead. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I and they totally they hyped Fear to be something different. Like it was supposed to be. Oh, this is a prequel to Walking Dead. You're going to watch the world fall apart and see Not what happens. To and it wasn't. You know, that was an episode and a half. And then the next thing you know, it's just Walking Dead, but on the West Coast. Like it, it I don't know. It just didn't. I, I've never been able to get into that show. And Walking Dead, as much as you know, I think you know, for Eugene and I, it seems to be you know like the sadistic thing where we watch it and it's hate watching. Kind of hate, yeah. yeah, it's hate watching and, and hate tweeting. <laughs> yeah, I tried that tonight. Um, I gave it a, I was probably really annoying. I mean, I, you know, valleyindie.org is a local news site. And, you know, usually I'm, I'm posting about like ZBA meetings and I want all Walking Dead, which uh, I don't know if it made people angry or not. Well, I imagine Valley Indie has a, an entertainment section or something like that that you guys do, right? Do you file under that? Joe, nobody has an entertainment section. Joe, it's 2018. What That's what the internet's about? for. But I, I mean, I don't think, I, I think they're going to, the Walking Dead is AMC at this point. They have so much invested in it. I don't think. But I think, I, I think the they're going to AMC. AMC needs it. That's why it'll be on for three years. At I least think ten. Years. They're going to do the whole ten. I, I this thing will be on forever. I think because even I though it's, it's hemorrhaging, it's losing viewers. It's still very well watched for an AMC show, at least. And also told, in this day and age of Google. binging, how you can't judge any of that stuff. You know what I mean? It might be lower the the ratings overnight. That doesn't mean somebody didn't TiVo it, download it, watch it the next day. You know, well, they, they are incorporating some of that stuff into the into how many the, the, whatever they do. The Nielsen Company does incorporate some of that into it, and even that's dropping off from what I've read. But I, I thought the worst thing about that Rick Grimes episode was not even the dream sequences, which I I was expecting. I knew that was coming, so I had, I had you know prepared myself for that. But it just fell apart for me. I was even okay with Rick Grimes being carried away in a helicopter. I was, okay, all right, there's something, all right, I don't know, maybe we'll never find out. But when you see all of a sudden that sort of, it was almost like a post-credit sequence where this new group of people come stumbling on to the, to the screen. Oh, no, that was the last 15 minutes of that episode. It was, it was just new, so, it yeah, was so it didn't awful. End it, it, I guess oh. just it traumatized me because I thought it was when I first saw them I was like oh lord this is that stupid webisode <laughs> the red knife or, oh, the, or red, the red machete yeah the people on the plane I was like oh, is this are they seriously doing this they're gonna like sell me an app for the last uh, you know couple of minutes of the show I yeah. thought that was terrible and then just, yeah, and it, I thought like the literal jump the not the literal but the jump the shark moment was quote I'm Judith Grimes unquote yeah. that was the that was terrible i've never watched a show that i liked even dexter that the whole thing just fell apart for me there and i haven't been a fan for a couple of seasons now probably going back to season five i'll say but i just i just lost it there that was that was the single dumbest moment i've ever seen on television for a show that i've religiously watched like made it you know appointment tv uh, yeah, I just thought that was so terrible, and even like it, it, just to the everything about it, where you know she fires that hand cannon, and I I tweeted, I or I think I asked you, Joe, I was like, wait, if she fired that thing, wouldn't that literally take her head off just for the kickback and the recoil from that? I mean, that's like a huge gun. Yes, so, um, ev everything about that. Ugh. 
yeah, I, I, I had a couple of problems with that. First and foremost is I, I seem to have this weird obsessive hatred of that hat, the sheriff's hat that Rick wore, and it just got ratty, and then Carl kept wearing you know, and, and when Carl finally got rid of it, I was like, okay, thank God it's over. And then when they gave her the hat, and I was just thinking that girl would not remember Rick. She would not remember her brother. It would just be stories. She would only know Michonne. She would call her mom, and, and that would be it. And she'd be like, yeah, but I don't think she'd have any attachment to that kind of stuff. And what you're saying about that gun is absolutely right. Like, that's a, that's a 357 with, I think, like a four-inch barrel. So fully loaded, that gun probably weighs three pounds. And you never – she wouldn't be able to aim that, like hold it level. This nine-year-old girl that How probably weighs – the flashback? Uh, she's like – is she 12? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely preteen. I'd say like yeah. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that range. She's between 10 and 12, kid. but closer. Yeah, she's she's a little kid. And, you know, they show her holding the gun again when she's on the steps, and you can tell it's like propped against, you know, her arm is propped against her knee. There's no way she'd be able to fire that weapon. But that's also like another problem that I have with the show is how they deal with, with guns and, and the stabbing of these things in the head. You know, like... Take a knife and try and stab a bowling ball. That's what it would be like to try. Like, you can't stab somebody in the yeah, skull. But, but, Joe, if you're dead and walking around, your head is like a cantaloupe, right? It, it would actually break a little bit easier. Apparently. Um, but then if we jump ahead. All right, so tonight was the yeah. mid-season finale. If we jump ahead just one episode, another scene that just made me laugh out loud was when uh, I believe his name is Aaron, just out of the blue, tackles Jesus as Jesus is riding a horse. Yeah. Which yeah. is like Cato versus the uh, Inspector Clouseau from 19, uh, Blake Edwards' Pink Panther movies in 1982. That was yeah. unbelievably bad. I, I, I couldn't believe uh, what these people get paid to make this crap. <laughs> also, as a guy that like knows a little bit about the comic, has not watched the show in a while. Have a character named Jesus that looks like Jesus. I don't know. Like call him something else. Well, spoiler alert, guess who died tonight? Allegedly. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's gonna come back in three days, guys. I will not be now pouring one out on, for Jesus. On Talking Dead as we sat down to to record this. Well, once you appear um, on that, you're definitely dead, right? Yeah. The other uh, things about that episode was just real quickly, Daryl's dog, ridiculous. Daryl got a German Shepherd. Just the the, the epitome. He's gone full road warrior. Just just yeah, right. So dumb. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that's the, whole, the other problem. The, the whole the character Walmart of Henry. Has, all right, sorry. The whole character of Henry. Uh and then at the the, the end of that episode before the mid-season finale they do that drone shot of the hilltop where they've all they've got these crops and to me it just said like look at the set we built look at the like they do that a lot yeah. now on that show they seem really proud of all the crap they built it's like they're you know it's it to me it's like the influence of the vich that horror movie where it's all about <laughs> how things hey look could almost smell our socks in 1885 that's I don't get it. uh I don't know if you saw when we were tweeting back and forth. One of the things, just their outfits and and even that like copper chest piece that I don't understand the body armor that they have. Right. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. And all of them don't have it. But just with the clothes, and I said, yeah, I think this time next year, this show is just going to be full on Ren Fair. Like it. Which is literally, is. Uh, like, apparently, is Ezekiel the King, uh, you know, like 
fast forwarding yeah. to, to this latest episode, there's all this talk of this fair they have to have. There's been some type of uh, animosity among the different good guy communities. And Ezekiel feels and Carol feels if they'll bring this fair, if they can bring the communities together with a fair. And I'm like, is it going to be George Romero Night Riders? What are you talking well, about? Like, it sounds like they're ripping off another Romero movie. Oh, Lord. like that. If, if, if they're jousting on BMX or whatever, KRX 80s from, from the 80s, I'm gonna like eat my shoe, and I'm let's look at some other stuff. Like the new people are awful; no one cares. Franchise. I wrote the word franchise in uh, capital capital letters. The doctor I, who cares. The fair who cares. Anyway, I okay. Well, Eugene, I'm gonna challenge you to this because I think we can both come up with a long list of negatives from tonight's episode. Was there anything in it that you liked, or na- say something positive? I That's said not I was, sarcastic positive. Well, I did. I was surprised. I said, "Oh my God!" Carol mentioned Sophia in tonight's mid-season finale, just in passing. You never know that her daughter went missing and was then found in a barn, yeah. uh, you know, by her mom as a zombie that never seems to come back into play into this show. So the, the show had heart. It's when you cared about something. Yeah, you act. That was a big moment in the show, and uh, it's never really been brought up, as far as I know. Uh, but it was mentioned in passing tonight. I also like the character of Eugene. You know, not you know. Uh, no, I, I, oh, see, I like him. I love when he comes on and throws some of that uh, AMC ten tears below Deadwood dialogue. Where I that's I just, what I hate. See, that's I kind of like that. He's like he's just, he's this guy from another show. He was like rejected from uh, from Deadwood a couple of years ago, but he got on the Walking Dead set in Georgia. So yeah, those are some things that that I liked. But th- tonight's episode, really not much to like. I gotta be honest with you, and I was trying. I felt bad for uh, Chandler Riggs. You know, they killed off Carl, and basically, it seems to me they replaced him with a cheaper version. The Henry kid is Carl. Oh yeah, I mean, that's his. That's the same character. It's ridiculous. Well, well, that's to get younger viewers. You know, now he has friends. I saw my mom cry today. She's so tough, you know. Before that, I was just too excited to really think and understand that this is a a huge deal. And a girl that's his own age who wears kind of like nerdy glasses, you know, where you get them 15 years after the apocalypse, like, I, I don't know, it's just a huge... There's so many leaps that just kind of don't make sense or, or you think wouldn't go that way. Like the fact that Daryl can still find gasoline um, for this, this motorcycle. I, I, I don't know. Or how but about, how about Daryl is randomly... Like gum for his hair. Right, yeah. He, like? he, did, he did get a slight haircut, which, I mean, that was kind of amusing in the episode before the midseason finale. Carol gave uh, Daryl the slightest of haircuts, like cut one bang. Uh, which I guess <laughs> took that, off his split ends. Yeah, that that must be like an in joke. I mean, that must be Norman Reedus just doesn't let his hair get caught. But the other are cut. The other thing about like tonight's episode was where Daryl randomly pulls out like a 1972 alarm clock. <laughs> That he's yeah. just he's just happens to be carrying it. Maybe he was thinking I'm gonna build a bomb. I you know, what was that? He just happens to be carrying around an old fashioned alarm clock that he throws at the uh you know, this new band of quote unquote talking walkers, which was another Well but I mean oh, that, that's the new walker, the talking walker? Well, spoiler alert. 
They shouldn't have doubled back like that, and they definitely shouldn't have followed us all the way to the barn. I do have a theory to posit. The walkers are evolving. That's bullshit. They're dead. They're not evolving. Being dead hasn't exactly stopped them from perambulating that infinitum, though, has it? They're not dead in any sense that makes sense. It takes an impact to the cranium to stop them, which means the brain is alive. Degraded as it may be, and if it's alive, it can change. Maybe you can start to remember things, too. I can't talk. What? It's not any crazier than the dead being alive in the first place. If they can learn to talk, maybe they can learn strategy and how to hunt. They're right on our asses. We gotta get to horses fast. You have to leave me behind. Yeah, that's the new... They're like... They're people that are wearing... That are dressed in dead skin that are hiding among the walkers and guiding them that was the you know, big reveal like, it's the whisperers yeah. i guess is that what they're called the whispers yeah so they're they're people but they're hide. it's an enemy they're that kind another, of hides among another wolf or another group yes. and another yeah yeah see, that's it's another terminus wolves. we all remember that, that terminus was, see that's the show that's the season i stopped where they went to terminus the opening episode and they ended Terminus in one episode that yeah, this entire that was, uh, season looking for. That was awful. Yeah. It was after that that I was just like, all right. I, and as a guy that does makeup, I love the zombies and the walkers and the looks. And they throw in, like, throwback zombies to other movies. They've put in characters from American Werewolf in London. Yeah. You know, they, they put in tribute zombies, makeups. But I can't watch a show just for that, and it seems that's the and that is rare. You know, that's in there, but that those are rare. You know, that's one every three episodes you see something like that, and it's you know two seconds. Yeah, and tonight's episode at the very end, spoiler alert, they rip off uh, one of the zombies' masks, and yeah, it. I, I just tweeted, "It's Leatherface. Leatherface has been brought <laughs> into the Walking Dead world." But yeah, I, I don't know, and and I also I don't know if you saw this, but when they when it got really foggy and they're in that cemetery, I'm like, they somehow stumbled into a 1930s universal horror movie. Oh, I was thinking Hammer Films. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, they got a new set. Great. They're showing off their new set. Brilliant. Yeah, that was... But they're like, yeah, it's real thick fog, but they're firing off those arrows and, you know, and hitting every shot. Like, I don't know. That's the stuff that... Is there anything scary in these shows anymore? Before we found out that these Whisperer guys were humans that are in this pack of zombies they kind of led you to believe that the zombies were evolving there was something going on among them and that for the first time like in in years they were scared as they were running away from these zombies or you know they bring out the zombies when they need to kind of thing it's like all of a sudden the zombies are a threat you know what i mean and then you go like forever it seems where they're no threat at all and i don't know i, I guess the think, question is like brian me, let me just, just real quick to me once those shows Went to sixteen episodes. At third, when they started doing thirteen episodes, you always had two episodes that didn't matter. But now it seems like you have with a sixteen episode season, you have at least now four to five episodes that don't matter. I felt like tonight's show did not matter, to be honest with you. So I knew they were going to interview or introduce the whispers well, eventually, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, let's get to no, it. No, no, no. I- I think it did matter because they introduced that enemy and they and they just dis- they discovered, you know, but, what it is about them. But also, yeah, it's just like out of the it's like how Dexter ha- would have to face a new serial killer every season. Yeah, kind of like all like right, it, same thing. They won't resolve this till three episodes before the end. You know what I mean? Like 
Yeah. Well, which, the other again. the other big thing that happened tonight, which I didn't even realize it was happening, when Negan walks out of his cell somehow, which I, I don't even. <laughs> under, I was looking away. What happened there, Joe? He's bouncing a tennis ball. Emo he's Hannibal Lecter, kind of Steve McQueen in Great Escape style, because he's got a glove to catch a tennis ball for whatever. And the ball trips out of the cell, and then he notices it's like windy outside and it's rattling, so it's not locked, it's not secure. So he just gets up, pushes on it, it opens. And he picks up the tennis ball, then tosses it to the side and walks out. So, Ugh. you know, immediately before that, well, not immediately, but earlier, Gabriel was talking to him and says, you know, I keep looking to see if there's something good in you and there's not. But before that, there was that weird, he's doing that, you know, the thing, the vibration thing where it's, I don't even know what to describe it, but he's got that that metal thing that's making like the wah, 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 and he's like, be calm. Like he's trying like meditation. Right. You know, the the, the the Christian minister is trying, like, Far East meditation. But it was just so odd. So Unnecessary. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, Negan's out again. I, I, I put on our Facebook page before, actually it was at this point, it's like six hours ago. I put a key question, has The Walking Dead jumped the shark? If so, when? And then I asked, is it still something you watch, perhaps? Uh, so anyway, John Amenta, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's oh, yeah, from, from uh, Pine of Comics. Yeah, Pine of Comics. Uh, I think he's Johnny Ganache, right? Yeah, a friend he, of the podcast. He said he gave up after season four, just didn't care. And I think that was the Terminus season where they finally get to Terminus. I could be wrong, though. Then a guy named Rich Smith says, it jumped the shark when Glenn, when Glenn hid under a dumpster. I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. He died yeah. twice that season. Yep. Yeah. yeah. After that, everything became inconsequential. Also, the amount of filler and art house style episodes seemed to increase. That's those episodes. Like you said, he, he just backed up your point, Brian, when it went to 16 episodes and you have those extra episodes that don't mean anything. They're all trying to be that one Breaking Bad episode where they're just trying to find the fly, the imperfection yeah. in their friggin' meth lab. So, but that was so well written. Like, I mean, you can't even compare... No, what I'm saying is that yes, no, they I, did that so I, I, well, I and then you have all yeah. these poor man's versions. They all feel they have to have that episode. For uh, me, and I mean, and I'm not saying Wait, that. Rich Smith, Rich Smith still has okay. things to say. He oh. said uh, he stopped the watching the season after Negan became the big villain. Matt Masto, another friend of the podcast, said, I stopped watching after the season with the governor, but I stopped caring after Frank Darabont left. Who is still mm. suing his lawsuit? He has two lawsuits pending against AMC. Both are still and pending. Huge, in court. Right? $300 million lawsuits. Also, uh, Gail Ann Hurd, the producer, the former producer or the current producer, I don't really know. I don't want to speak out of turn. She also either filed a lawsuit or said she was going to file a lawsuit last year saying she got cut out of the profits. Everybody should listen to the oh, Mark wow. Marin WTF podcast uh, with her. She's pretty awesome. And then I'll just throw it to you after this. Matt Maisto also said a second spinoff show will come and go, which in my mind should be called The Smell of the Walking Dead <laughs> before those lawsuits have concluded. It'll be the third spinoff show because you got to think Talking Dead's another spinoff. Right. Yeah. 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 Chris Hardwick well, wrap up show. refuses you know, like to die. Well, it's it's a commercial, is what it is. That's a great yeah, place for fans. It is, like it's a commercial. It's AMC, like AMC, I get it. They want this thing to last forever. But 
But you know what? There's something said to like an HBO show where you know you got five years, maybe, hopefully. You know, a lot of the HBO shows that I admired went five seasons or maybe, you know, around that. Where you knew there was going to be an end. And maybe the other thing is, this is just so popular that the Walmart crowd sort of has taken it over. And I don't think, like, before it was the horror show and it was cool and it was different, now that it's so mainstream, you know, the guys wearing Duck Dynasty shirts are also wearing Walking Dead shirts. It's, it's... Yeah, it's become a franchise. I've been rereading... Oh, that Raging Bull. What's it called, Brian? Oh, Easy Rider Raging Bull. Man. Easy Rider Raging Bull. I've or Easy Riders. Like it's plural. Yes. Raging Bulls. Yes. I went back and have been rereading that, and it's all oh, about dude, a chapter. There's a chapter where they go to a party, and it's all these celebrities, and they're trying to free Huey Newton. I think that would be <laughs> one of the greatest, the greatest movies ever. It's all about guys, the guys that the guys that made Five Easy Pieces. All the producers. That BBS, they're all like, "Yeah, let's free the guy. Let's let's take him like do political asylum with the guy." Oh, I think it would be the greatest movie. But all right, sorry about that. The whole book is about you know uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Martin Scorsese, Hal Ashby, everybody that came up. Brian De Palma, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas how they came up in the 70s and it has either interviews with them or it takes interviews that they did at the time and sort of tracks their rise and fall and they, a lot of them have risen again but it concludes with you know the studios going to comic book movies and this whole idea yeah. of the fran- and this is in 19 the, the book concludes with <laughs> Hal Ashby's death in like 1982 he made like uh, a go- uh, being there and Harold Amad I believe so yep. it ends with his death. He's like the last, you know, true renegade of the seventies, apparently. But it's just it's it's interesting. To, the book's quite old now, but just going back and how it's so relevant today. How everything now, and that's my problem with The Walking Dead. I just smell that it is its goal is to be a to be a franchise above and beyond anything else. It's not about where the story takes you. Like a David Simon show, like you said, Brian, has a beginning, middle, and end, where this is just how much can we churn out of this? You know what I mean? It's like a It's about money. It's not about, like, story anymore. So I, my, my question is, I well, I'll just say, personally, I feel like now after tonight's episode and this season and the I am, what's-her-name, Grimes... <laughs> Judith. Judith. I was like, Susan? I'm Judith Grimes. I just feel like now this is a show. I I always loved zombie movies as a horror movie fan, although not as as devoted as you guys or as knowledgeable as you guys. Zombies were always my thing, man. Dawn of the Dead is like, that's it. That's the greatest. I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm not going to watch this show every Sunday because it's just too frustrating. I'm just going to let it run its course and I'm going to watch it on Netflix. And I think it'll be more enjoyable to sort of stream it and not have any expectations about it and just revisit it whenever. I can't make it appointment television anymore because it's just so frustrating to me. Uh, So I'm wondering if, Joe, are you at that point yet? Um, Or what point are you at, I guess I'm trying to ask. I 
I didn't actively say no. I'm com I'm completely done. But I don't remember. You know, we talked about okay. When do you th you know you're reading the emails about when people were saying that it jumped the shark? And for me, and I'm not saying that I didn't think the show had kind of fallen off before this point. But the point where I was so frustrated with it, where I almost stopped watching, was uh, the uh, the King's CGI tiger. Yeah. And there was a moment where they were running away, and the tiger saves them at the last minute. And I remember thinking right then, this show hasn't jumped the shark, it's jumped the tiger. Hmm. Um, and I didn't actively say, no, I'm not going to watch it anymore, like a point needs to be made. But at the beginning of this season, um, I just didn't tune into the, like I was busy with something else and I didn't watch the premiere. And then I was doing some other stuff and I wasn't making the effort to kind of go back and watch it. And I knew... If a season went by and I didn't watch it, or I got to this point, the mid-season, and had not watched it, I would have just let the show go, you know? Like, I would have let the body float away, <laughs> so to speak. But, and the only reason that I, I went and I did go back to was because we were trying for Rick's final episode. We were trying to do this episode where we're recording it immediately after The Walking Dead. We were hoping to try and get together to do this after Rick his final episode, to talk about our reaction to that. Um, and that's when I went back and binged to catch up so I could so I could watch it so we'd be able to talk about it. But, you know, to be honest, I'm glad that we didn't do that um, because we would have missed the announcement on Talking Dead afterwards. That, uh, you, I don't know if you watched it, Eugene, but I did. No, I, when, I did you know, see that, yeah. Or maybe yeah, I read it Scott, the next day. I don't remember. Actually. Yeah, Scott Gimple said, you know, there's going to be three made-for-AMC movies with starring Rick. And they're going to do other things. There's there'll be things going like he made it seem like they're really like expanding the universe, and it's going to go in a lot of different directions. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just that's when I started. I don't know. I always felt bad about you know because you could you could tweet as the show's going on, and I kind of always felt bad about hate tweeting it. And after that, I just that removed all remorse. I was like they just cheated us one too many times. Like it was just. Like, what do you mean the computer-generated tie? And, I, ugh, like, it was just so... And you see how it started and how it was such a great... And I think back to the episode where Rick killed Shane, which, like, you know, I was watching that, holding my breath. It was so good. And or just that scene where Sophia comes out of the the bar. Yeah. yeah. And even and even when... Um, you even know, when Norman Reedus was kind of cool. Yeah, but Norman Reedus and um, and also remember. back then, back the problem is, is now no one can die on the show. They have to bring in a whole new cast just to die. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, saying Jesus just died. Jesus died about twenty-seven episodes too late. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, is the Aaron guy the other guy they met in the bar in the one time and before Terminus? If that that guy's still on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 like Cato. He's the guy that trains. They, he became a ninja with uh, with uh, uh, Jesus. It's ridiculous. It's really bad. His beard matched Jesus's man bun. You know, they <laughs> were... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of beards. A lot a lot of different. Uh, anyway, can I tell you before we wrap this up? Can I tell you my conspiracy theory on what this first Rick Grimes spinoff movie is going to be? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's my logic behind it's this. It's gonna be really bad. That's my guess. I, when you see what I'm referencing, you're immediately going to roll your eyes. It's going to be a musical. Okay, so I forget her character's name, but it's Pollyanna McIntosh, the garbage woman, 
that Jayden? gets Rick out Jayden, of it. I think, or something like that? Yes, Jadus, right. maybe. Right, maybe. So she's been radioing this helicopter, and the guy's like, do you have like an A or a B or a 1 or a 2 or whatever it is? And she's, you know, says, oh, I thought he was an A. And it makes no sense. So you immediately are like, I have no idea what she said. This was worse than the garbage lingo that she had when she was living in the dump. But she says, when she gets Rick, saves him from the thing, oh, I have an A or whatever it is. And they lift him out. Helicopter him out. Earlier in that episode, when he was running, he goes off the road and he finds, you know, sanctuary in this uh, like cabin where he holds up for a little while and falls asleep and bleeds. The, the name on the mailbox, and they drew attention to this, was Cardle. And immediately I said, oh, that's like Lori Cardle, who was the star of Day of the Dead. And then they kind of never go back to it, but I just thought it was one of those Easter egg things, which it probably is. So whatever it ends, she, she helicopters away, and then I'm watching Talking Dead, and they have the little quiz you know, on Talking Dead when it goes to commercial. And one of the questions was, what was the name on the mailbox when they went? And you know, immediately I'm like, I wasn't playing on my phone because I can never get it up in time. But I said, oh, it was Cardle. That's Lori. And I, my, Cassie, my wife, was there. And I said, that's the woman from Day of the Dead. Remember, I made you watch that, and you were angry and left half of the blog in Night of the Living Dead is Chili Billy Cardill. Right. That's right. And when it gave the answer in the thing, that's what it mentioned. It said, oh, it was, you know, this was an actor that had a cameo in Night of the Living Dead. Didn't yeah. even mention Lori Cardle at all. Because so there's no reference. Her father was. Well, but yeah, but not as far as, you know, the Romero universe is concerned. Like, she was no in way. Romero. That's the only reason she got the job, Joe. Joe, you just like Day of the Dead. My movie stinks. Well, Romero said that was his favorite of the original trilogy. So you can hate me for liking it all you want, but she was important that in that movie. You know. All right, let me just finish my theory, because right. you're just hating on that movie. Just that drag. movie opens up with them helicoptering around looking for survivors to take back. Now, the original script that Romero had that he wanted to produce but couldn't get the money involved them training these zombies, and there were different ones that had like letters or numbers painted on them depending on how well they were reacting to the training. So my big conspiracy theory, thinking about all that is, this first movie that he's going to be in is some kind of realization or version of that original Romero script for Day of the Dead, where they were helicoptering around looking for survivors that involved some kind of you know, naming or, or numbering of, of you know, whatever these things were. Something to that effect. She's going to some kind of military bunker with Rick. I'm riveted. There, Walking Dead will rip off Romero once again, and the guy will never see money. You know, the guy will never get his due. Well, I don't know. I I don't think he he's not worried about it now. No, he's definitely not now. All right, let's end but it you, on that. Were you actually riveted, or were you just patronizing me? No, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. I know it's hard to tell, but no, I was. Uh, I was like, <laughs> oh man, we should have said that. We 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 should have done that uh, like a week ago. But have uh, no, I mean. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of like a search engine optimization and, and all that garbage. Oh, okay. But well, yeah. So that's my theory, and I no, that's cool. I would love to see that. So some kind of version because I do think. I, I mean, my my I, thing I, is I I I, just, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm with Brian. I hate Day of the Dead, uh, and yeah. I would like to see it. There's a movie that could be remade and, and made better. So if they were like, but they remade it and it was awful, and then they remade it again and it was even worse. Was, yeah, yeah. So now if The Walking Dead takes a stab with Rick, and it's like, oh, that's the concept. If, if they, I would love it if they just came out and said, look, actually, we're remaking uh, Day of the Dead in, in three different parts. That would be awesome. Uh, if you know. 
as long as the uh, kill off the garbage talker in like episode one, five seconds in. You know what I mean? But you know, I do think if they make these one-off movies, that they can get some serious talent in it to do like an AMC. Yeah, but dude, dude, here's the thing. Then end Walking Dead. See, this is the problem. You're filtering stories that could be into your TV show. Listen, the guy, the guy's not gonna want to play Rick Grimes again, even for a movie, even for the amount of money the AMC might throw at him. I just don't think, like, the guy's moved on. Like that was, yeah. he, he was humbling them. They were humbling him. Like, I just don't see, and here's the other problem. By doing all that, they're taking away from actually maybe coming up with a good screenplay or a good, you know, story for their actual show. Rather than break all this stuff up and spin all this stuff off, go back to the writing's writer's room and write good TV. That's but there's the some, Yeah, but there's some ideas that work better in a movie form than they do in a television form, and vice versa. Like, you know, it's it's... But they don't not, care about content. Not, they care about money right now. But, like, if that's, you can make a 90-minute movie, which is what it would be. It would be a 90-minute movie that aired over two hours on AMC. I'm just assuming. If you came up with a, a good, concise 90-minute movie, it's Rick Grimes doing this, and then he's out, or he, you know, we all know he's not going to die until he gets through his AMC trilogy. Uh, or at the very least, he'll leave it open, and then if the show's still going on, he'll, you know, cycle back, and him and Reedus will ride off into the sunset. You know, bromance style. Um, the end of the Shawshank Redemption. The audience. I just, I. That's my issue with it. It's sure they can make a good two-hour movie, Joe. You are correct about that. But I don't know that it. I don't know that it helps the show. Him leaving. Um, I think if he yeah. left and you just followed him and the show continued and he left all this, you know, the kingdom and the hockey pads and the Negan still sitting and left all that behind and. You know, you almost had like a governor situation where that season, I wanted to see a whole season of what that guy did after he was like chased out and got new people to come back with him. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, they, you know, there's ideas that work better as movies and there's ideas that work better as shows. And I don't think, I don't think they're losing anything by doing this way. In fact, I think if it's going to survive, if it does keep, you know, if it's all tied to Walking Dead, the TV show, and it continues to hemorrhage viewers, they either need to wrap it up or they need to go all in, and it looks like they're going all in. So I'm um, curious to see what they're going to do. I, I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's, like, solid and, and great, but at the same time, I don't know. It's it's This this franchise has kind of slapped us around a bit, and I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I, I don't want to have my heart broken again. I can't wait for the reboot starring, like, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande in, like, five years. Oh. That'll be awesome. I think well, he'd be great think. on that show. So it'll be a young Rick, Rick Grimes. They're going to show Rick Grimes as a teenager going through all this. Rick, Rick Grimes, the origin happen. story. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Give all right. Powers and it'll save the day. Say that again? Just give him some Spidey powers, and they can make a whole other franchise. All right, I'm going to try to edit this together. Uh, we're at the 45-minute mark. Uh, now, Brian, you didn't like The Apostle? I didn't love it. No, I mean, listen, I thought it was better than The Vich. I, I, I find that guy, Dan Stevens, annoying. Who's also, he? he's the lead actor. Oh, I never saw him. I don't know who that guy was. He was in The Guest that everyone loves. Um, this is a movie on Netflix that I just watched the other day for anybody who... It's a horror movie that takes place in like... Action of it. Well, you didn't like the, the, uh, the Kurt Russell Christmas movie. That was awful. The Kurt Russell Christmas movie is, a, is an abomination. It's terrible. 
Would your really? kids I, like it though? No, if they hated it. They were totally wow. bored by it. They just it's awful. It's awful. Everything about it is awful. It's an eighties movie that's just morning. bad. I didn't watch this. I walked out during the sing along. But right, where Kurt I Russell he, he pulls out his Elvis impersonation from like the John Carpenter days, I guess. But I Abe, thought he was better in that than he was in uh, that uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, Death Proof. Well, no, no, no. Don't don't watch that Kurt Russell Christmas movie. It's uh, just right. it's that sounds bad. like a whole episode. Uh, that's a whole other episode we can argue about. Yeah, that. Talk, is, I mean, I guess it's a horror movie. It is. It is horrible. If you want to see a good, I think I mentioned this last time that we were all together online, but um, the girl with all the gifts I thought was a great zombie movie with Glenn Close. Kind of does something different. Has some cool zombies in it. They're like a Fulci zombies. If you're a horror fan, you'll know what that means. Um, but it was something different, and I I like that. Uh, and also, I just watched last night. I think I texted to you guys uh, Cam on Netflix, which if you watch the trailer, it's not with, as you know, kind of salacious as you think it's going to be, but it was a cool, creepy, uh, tense the horror movie. So, those are my and recommendations. I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till we're on our podcast so I can swear at Joe about Cam. So, yeah, bringing up Cam is a bold say, choice. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever, but I was just saying that. Well, we'll fight him. That's a good oh. teaser. Check us out for the mobile horror companion at Mobile HC six six six. Eugene's going to plug Valley Indie now. So, yeah. Uh, follow us. Uh, actually, don't follow us. I don't. I don't. We got enough followers. I don't need any more followers. Don't follow we'll us on Facebook either. Follow us. We need followers. Yeah. All right. Go. Yeah. Go. Go. Follow them, and then come back and complain about what I said uh, to them on one of their podcasts. <laughs> all right. So I want to thank you guys both. I know Brian, you have to work in a couple hours. Joe, you probably work today and have to go to work tomorrow. So I really appreciate. Yeah. I really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to talk the walk. That's fun. I love. I love hopping on with you guys. So. All right, until next time. See you. <laughs>